Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. When I think of the color of influence, I definitely think about today's guest. He has made such a great impact in the Cumberland County, New Jersey area through coaching from track and field and boxing and through his barbershop. He's been a mentor and a listening ear to several youth in that area. He's also been the recipient of several awards in New Jersey, including the NAACP award, where actually we both received the award at the same ceremony. So without further ado, I welcome our guest today, Hassan. All right. So we are here with a very good friend of mine, Hassan, who is to me, the king of Cumberland County. Um, I don't think that there's anyone in Cumberland County, New Jersey, that does not know who he is. He has made a great impact with the youth in Cumberland County and beyond, Um, not just with his coaching, but just in the conversations that he's had with people, providing encouragement and focus. And I'm excited to talk to him today. So Hassan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Hassan Hamid El. I'm very excited to be here with uh, Aisha and um, who I respect. She's a very talented young lady as well. I really appreciate um, the opportunity to join in this endeavor with her to embark on uh, a career or not a career, but but the opportunity to, to shed positivity on the lives of young African-Americans and, and the like in Cumberland County. So I think that anytime anybody um, wants to uplift people, I'm all for it. I think that's an important thing, especially in this day and time when it's so easy to be selfish. Yes, absolutely. Uh, My name is, um, again, Hassan. um, um, I'm currently um, uh, a boxing coach, but I've been a track coach and life coach and surrogate uncle and um, my, my most impactful way was barbering. I have a barbershop that I've been in for since 1989. Um, so I just been um, through that medium. I've been able to touch a lot of lives and meet a lot of different people and springboard to other, um, uh, other avenues of life. Okay. So have you always lived in New Jersey or were, are you, did you move to New Jersey as you were younger? No, I'm, um, I mean, aside from the military, yes. Um, okay. Varying parts of New Jersey. I, I was born in Camden, um, raised in part Bristol, part Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And the rest of Byron. Got it. Okay. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, spent the summers in Cedarville and Franklinville, wherever my grandmother lived at the time. So, yeah. It was, was um, um, very influential in, in my life in terms of the spirituality part. Okay. So you just said you were in the military. Um, how long were you in the military? Uh, three years, uh, active three years reserve. Okay. So is that where you started boxing or was that something that happened after? No, I started boxing um, in, in, in violent. Okay. Um, um, Prior to, um, you know, we, we, uh, we had one of my friends, one of my mentors, and guys that I looked up to was uh, Richard Cates. Um, he was a, a champion boxer. Him and his brother were the world number one ranked middleweight in the world at the time. Okay. And, and one was pro, one was like heavy. Um, I had a friend by the name of, uh, at the time his name was Harry Campbell. Um, now his name was Quadir Monte King. Okay. He was a very good boxer on the streets, and he had a lot of respect. And at the time of coming up, I was bullied, and and 
you know, didn't have really the kind of respect in, in the street that I, that, you know, that, that you would want. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have protection. So I watched it. I just admired how he, he, he was going to respect. He was in the Nation of Islam at the time. And some of the conversations he had along with uh, the, his uh, desire to share some self-defense with me mm-hmm. led me into boxing. Okay. And so that's when I started boxing at, at the age of uh, 12, um, traveling back and forth to, um, to Bridgeton, I mean, to Violin from Bridgeton. And then, um, you know, I became, I started learning how to box and, and became the number one um, junior, uh, junior Olympic boxer in the, in the, in the, in the country. And, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. Um, you yeah. know, boxing, I did box in the military um, and, and, you know, throughout the most of the matter of fact, the entire time I was in there, I, I boxed. So I didn't really do a lot of the combat stuff, but I mostly did special services. So it was good. And, yeah. and it afforded me the opportunity to meet people. And, and again, you know, you know, as a, as a, as a, um, at the back, the, the backdrop of all of that was, was the, the initial meeting with, uh, meeting Quadir Monte King, mm-hmm. um, and and understanding his mission was it was to impact his life, impact lives uh, for young young black kids. And his mentor was James Muhammad, okay. or James Wallace, um, who was in, became a surrogate father, and he. You know, when I when I started reading and researching and and that type of thing about our, our, our sojourn in America, as as far as African Americans is concerned, mm-hmm. that 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 being a boxer, um, some of the disciplines that go along with that, I was able to. It was easier to adopt, and also some of the conversations that I was able to have with people, being a boxer, the influence made them more made them listen more than what it was. So. Once you have a little influence, you can either impact life or you can tear it down. Right. And so when you so you can and when you learn how to read and and that type of thing and you, you know you, you know some big words and you know we used to read the dictionary was a requirement and and you could use 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 it for good or use it for bad. Yeah. And so it was allowed me to talk to people, younger people, and 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 at the beginning of that, I mean at the back of that was he made you know he a boxer. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so he introduced you to the Nation of Islam? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then when did you open your barbershop? Uh, my barbershop was open in 1989. Okay. So that was well after you were out of the the military so, or like uh, right after? Four years after out of the military. Okay. So how did you get into that? To barbering? Yeah. Oh, um, I actually was, it's ironic that um, um, uh, I was in, back in the days, you, you had his waves, you know, brush your waves, everybody either sideways or, or, you know, have your waves lined up and, and um, to have them in place, you guys put a lot of mm-hmm. grease in there called Nuna Okay. And the, barber, the barber couldn't cut it because it was too much grease in it. So then, then. You know, he kind of hurt my feelings because I really didn't understand what he, why he couldn't. You know what I mean? So I left. And then I started growing my hair. And then one day I went to get a cut. I waited. Um, the line was just long. So I go home and said, man, I, ain't, I don't care about you. I cut my own hair. So I cut my own hair. It looked pretty good, except when I got to the back, I messed it up. Yeah. And, but it was looking nice everywhere else. I said, I got this. So ever since then, I started... If I could cut my own, I could cut someone else's. And then I, I became, I started cutting my friend's hair and this and that. And so I started cutting, um, had a little following in the, in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started cutting hair. So once I, um, um, I went to college and then I went to, um, then I, you know, boxing was in college. Then I went to the military and I came back home and I was like, I don't want to work for anybody else. And I had a conversation with a, with a, with a gentleman named Mr. Hill. From Pleasantville, mm-hmm. and I asked him, "Could you?" Um, I said, can you, "Can you buy a house and can you send your kid, kids to college from Barbara?" He said, "Yeah." 
I got a couple houses. I, my my kid had four kids. They went to college. I paid for it. I said, well, so I'm in. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it, it, my philosophy was that, if, you know, whatever your profession is, your goal is to own a house, a car, and, and take care of your kids and send them to college or trade school. And, and if I could do that, barbering, what's the difference in, in being a lawyer or a doctor? Yeah, it's that's a, true. End game, that's all of what it is. So I, I worked for a, a very influential gentleman named Mr. Cleo Spencer. Mm-hmm. At the time, he had one of two barbershops in, in violent area. And um, I, I, um, I, I, when, I, when I got out there, I came by cutting man. Ironically, prior to going into the military, um, I, I, I was cutting hair. He was like, he wanted me to work for him when I was 15 or 16 years old. And he was like, um, um, he was like, uh, I said, man, I ain't gonna be no daggone barber the rest of my <laughs> life. And uh, I got out of the military and I, I worked in um, uh, um, corporate America. And I work, also worked as a, a chef. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, was, I, I graduated. That's what my degree is in the culinary arts. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, I said, man, I don't, I can't, you know, because of my religion, I, I, you had to handle, you know, I didn't want to handle pork and stuff oh, like that. Okay. So yeah. I said, you know, alcohol. So I said, I'm going to leave that alone. So um, this is what I could do. So I went to him. I came back. I, after all the years, I came back and worked for him part time Yeah. Um, while working at Ames Training School, which is Elwin now. And, mm-hmm. and, and, one day the opportunity came to open up a barbershop and, and I came, opened it up and been in business ever since. That's great. I didn't realize that your shop was open that long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a while. Yeah. So how did you start coaching boxers then from the barbershop? Well, that's, 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 um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a Pisces and Pisces is a, is a person that likes to save, save people mm-hmm. and they're natural, you know, you know, like they rescue people. Yeah. And, 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 and so I was like, you know, I'm always concerned about helping people and, 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 and teaching them and sharing with them. So teaching for me was natural. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, I decided to, um, um, you know, after I stopped boxing, um, you know, people, you know, people that looked up to me or people that knew I boxed, you know, wanted to, you know, I seen that they were, were, were either being bullied or wanted to be a fighter, but didn't really know how to fight. And I was right. like, you, there, you don't even know how to fight. You're trying to be a fighter. And you don't know how to fight. So let me show you what it entails. Yeah. And, uh, and, so, and so once, so I said, come on, I got you. And I take you to the gym. And I started teaching them, and mm-hmm. and and also the other part of it was, you know, I was always a student, mm-hmm. and 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 when I was watching Richard Cates and got another gentleman that passed named Mo Man Williams, he um, um took me along with him, and and I, and I used to box with Joe Frazier in Philadelphia. Oh wow! And, and he um and I watched you know I, prior to that I. I um, he was his sparring partner, so I got the chance to go with him and acquaint myself with him, and and and, and I watched some of the great teachers of boxing, and yeah. I learned things from them, and I, and I was able to mimic some of the things that they 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 knew, mm-hmm. and 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 I started translating, and I became good at it, and uh, and um, it was a way to, you know, in in, in the youth, as far as far as youth is concerned, is that you have to have a carrot, and you have to find some place where you can meet children at that. Mm-hmm. That, that that you know some common ground where you can meet them at, right? And, um, you know, so I, I I grabbed them and said, "Come on, buddy. Uh, take them to the gym, show them how to box, you know, give them a chance. To, if you want to be a fighter and you want to act up, let me show you how to fight. Let me show you what it is, so you can really know what it all entails." Yeah. And some of the you know some stuck with it, some didn't. But the main thing is that's how I got into it because it was a, it was a vehicle to 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 interact with a person one on one and you could. And with something that they were interested in, then I could drop the other stuff on them on the side. Right. Yeah. So do you have like a separate youth program separate from your regular training or is everybody coming and they kind of train together? Oh, uh, well, I do have a, your cousin actually, um, 
Dow goes. Yeah. Um, he um, he's he he handles the the youth. Okay. But I kind of oversee I oversee everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the profess, professional boxes mostly, but at, there was a time that I did um, 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 uh, amateurs as well. Okay. I, I still do, uh, you know, but not as much as because I don't really have the time to 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 to, to, to travel as much as I would uh, I would like to. So we um, with the youth, but um, I, in the PAL from 1985 until 2000. I coach mm-hmm. power boxing and power track. Okay. Uh, along with John Boykins. Yeah. So that's how we, um, 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 and we, you know, did a lot of things with the youth in terms of uh, boxing that time. But uh, we have, a, our gym is called Next Level Boxing. Mm-hmm. We do have amateur kids. We have a, um, uh, a number seven ranked female in the, in the United States. Um, wow. And the number, um, uh, 15 rank um, young young man and, and um, 150 pound 145 pound class. Okay. Um, so we do have a lot of we have kids too, program kids. Our main thing with with with, with that is um, our number one thing we do want to compete and have competitive boxers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to um, you know again you know making a better woman or a better man is the goal yeah. a responsible person and is, is our key uh, we, we, your grades have to be up you have to be respectable to your parents you can't be fighting in the street you can't have no drugs none of that kind of stuff yeah or we ain't dealing with you no matter how good of a boxer you are so the, mo- the most important part of it is 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 making them good human beings boxing is secondary and and being a good human being is the primary goal of it yeah absolutely so from your, when you were doing youth, um, did you have like a recruiting system where there were kids that were kind of getting in trouble and people would bring them to you or was it yeah. more of just, they would just come? Yes. It was, it's kind of mixture of both, but um, um, it, it was both. I mean, they, they, people bring children by all the time. I want mm-hmm. my kid, he loves to fight, bring him through. Yeah. So I kind of talk to schools and at schools and, colleges and um primarily the alternative schools but i was also I, you know I've, I've taught i mean i've had talks with kids that, that i should do what what essentially is intervention mm-hmm. um at vinyl high school for 15 years okay. at the time harvard was a coach and 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 the principal sister principal mm-hmm. and every incident they would have i would be conflict resolute resolving yeah. conflict okay. or yeah. dealing with kids all the time um, Chalky Ottinger, who was the um, uh, athletic director at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the athletic director, but the head principal. He, he, um, you know, he wanted me to. They, they created a position for me, and 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 dealing with the kids. But right. um, I, I declined it because you, you know they, they, you, you lose your authenticity and the. Right. And, and then your ability to be able to say things that you need to say and do things you need to do. Yeah. You learn <laughs> yeah. about, um, um, you know, insurance regulations, political mm-hmm. correctness, and that kind of thing. I think sometimes, you, you, you know, you, it's a natural knack that you have to have for dealing with a kid. Right. And, and, and sometimes it may be, you know, fire with fire. Sometimes it may be an, another approach, but the ability to do that, almost like teaching, school mm-hmm. where a teacher sometimes have to step away from the syllabus or the right. curriculum to get yeah. a kid to understand what it is and if they don't have that latitude they might not be as effective as as they normally as you would want them to be if they stay within the syllabus because the syllabus is, is a cookie cutter and it's not designed for you know all types of kids from all types of backgrounds it's to, you know you have to be a certain kind of a way um you know to, to mold you into a certain kind of way for it to be able to, for it to be successful. Mm-hmm. So when people would bring kids to you because they were having behavior problems, whether it be fighting or whatnot, did you kind of have a system to work with them, or was it more of like we just going to put you in this boxing ring and based off of the principles of boxing, you were going to learn some structure and some rules and some discipline? No, we definitely have a system. Um, 
and then it depends on the kid. You know, be some kids. Yeah. Start taking them from the foundation step by step, and other kids you have to literally run with. Okay. You would have to you have to literally run with them, take them to dinner, um, spend time with them. Some kids yeah. really have to mentor. You're always going to be a mentor. Um, to a, uh, the boxer relationship is just like a, a relationship between a, a husband and a wife, minus any type of intimacy. Right. It's the same thing. I see you on the most vulnerable part. I know all your secrets, whatever going through. We have conversations. This is a very, very, very intimate relationship mm-hmm. without no kind of other stuff. Right. So kids have, um, you know, something. If you really, I mean, like me, generally speaking, I mean, all of our coaches care about kids. And, and, but we're not. Uh, uh, what you call it, like a therapeutic program per se, where you, um, where you, um, you know, you 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 have, you know, step one, step two, step three, uh, right. uh, type of models. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, 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 you know, you come in and you know, I see, I can look at a kid. I talked to a kid last night. Um, he came in the gym, said he wanted to box. I'm, you know, coach called me over. I looked at two seconds. I looked at him. I said, I said, man, you've been drinking. He's mm. like. All right, well, I had a beer. I, I said, first of all, it's disrespectful, right, mm-hmm. to me, because I think you, you know I mean, you, 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 you it's like, it's disrespectful. I'm not trying to be funny with it, too. It's disrespectful. You walk in here and somebody's jamming, you, you, you had a, you're high, and you're talking about you want to be, you want to box. You know what I mean? Do you want to box tonight because you had a beer, or do you want to box? For, you know, be competitive and all this and all that. So, guys, yeah. I'm gonna box. I say, well, look, if you if you still really want to box, then I'll see you tomorrow at four thirty. Alcohol free, white eyes and bushy tail, and and and, and you know what I mean because we're just sincere, be sincere, and our time is valuable. Yeah, and and I know you want the best for yourself, so, and you want my attention. So you, you want my attention. You got to come a certain kind of way. I see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, oh, I got you. I got you. All right. But needless to say, he ain't come. And mm-hmm. back. And a lot of, you know, so that saved me the headache, you know what I mean, of dealing with him and getting all, you know, because it's going to resurface at some point. And, right. and also, if, you know, hopefully it'll it, it put some thoughts in this process and, 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 and it thought, change his thought process some. But, but, but to that end, that's the extent of it. We know kids, you know, there's parents that bring their kids. He's a, you know, some, some parents come that are fans of their children, bad behavior. And, you know, they got videos of him fighting. I could look at him two seconds, say he can't fight a lick. <laughs> yeah. And, and he just needs some guidance. And, and yeah. when you're not telling him um, how good he is and how cute he is and, and all of that, they, they, you know, they get in and you're going to have to get some work. You do some work and, 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 and make some type of commitment and changes it this process and, change, and which requires you to change some of your life then you don't see them you know what i mean because guess what happens in, in in order for a child to be successful the people that mentor him have to have to buy into the process too right so yeah if you want your kid to get straight a's well guess who have to watch his homework mm-hmm. and guess who going so that means you have to give up tv like he do and most parents don't want to be i ain't gonna say most but a lot of parents whose kids are Outside of, of of the fold of of of, of the successful students mm-hmm. are are out of just out of order as a child that that that's out of order. Yeah. So when you're switching gears between coaching your professionals and then these kids, like, is there a certain mindset that you have to get into, or is it more of like you've been doing this so long that it's just automatic? But it's kind of automatic, but. But there, there's certain, you know, the fundamentals you don't have to change. But mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, you have to build. And I bear in mind all the time, you know, that 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 that, that you know, the, the what's the, 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 the ingredients, the core ingredients of that's in kindergarten mm-hmm. are the same ingredients that's in college. Right. It's just, it's, it's it's just a little the, more technical. Different levels, so yeah. I so I got to bear that in mind when I when I'm when I'm dealing with a kid, you know what I mean? I'm I'm going to give him the the the, the, the principles of of a professional, but I got to bear in mind his child's mind hasn't developed his 
he has he, he he has to learn to see incrementally the steps that it takes to be where the professional was at. Right. It's like basketball, it's like track, it's like whatever. So you know, I mean, it's almost like when you're coaching track, you don't, you know, a lot of a lot of coaches deal with the the technique and make sure they turn up. No, nah, don't worry about arms. Let the kid run. You yeah. know what I mean? Getting getting like in track, getting getting buying into winning into into competing, and then you start tweaking stuff as we go on. So that's the same thing I do with boxing. I make sure a kid is um um, I get in to see, you know, I, I, um, the foundation is important and, and I, I'm a stickler on the foundation because mm-hmm. how you start is, is how you finish. And, 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 and if your foundation is solid, you want to be, you got to, a lot of times you're going to be successful even when you don't even try to be because your right. foundation was put in correctly. You're going to go further than what you would if you didn't. So that's the main thing about it is I want to make sure that the kid is, is um, um, get that part down, but I do bear in mind that not that that I that, that if you bend them too much, you're gonna break them. Yeah. And, and 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 I don't want to be right or want to be how show how deep and much boxing knowledge I know to the point where I lose the kid. And so I, so I so I I do alter that in terms of I give him I'm encouraging to them. I don't tolerate bull bull. But I, t- I encourage them and I, I tap into their strengths and, and, and I give it to them, you know, in a positive way and incremental steps that, to success is what I try to employ with, with children versus an adult and a pro boxer. He's already been through that. Yeah. And, and he has a chance to see, you know, even though it's a different, different um, goal set in mind, you know, you know, the more you win, the more you make, the more you make. The, the better you get the opportunity to feed your family and right and, and, and become world champion and the like. So how many, I mean, I don't even want to say how many. Can you talk about some of the standout boxers that you coach that are professionals? Oh yes, yes. I mean, I, I started at, um my, 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 the first one I, I started working with was um well um I was a, I was an assistant to the late Carmen Graziano. I, uh, I worked with a guy named Carter Truth Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought for the world championship. He beat Mike Tyson, he lost to Mike Tyson. Um, but we also um, won several other fights and beat Bert Cooper. Um, um, I started working with my, the, the, the guy that, um, a guy named Thomas Lamana. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 16 and 0 um, when we departed. Um, we just reconvened when he ranked to it, fought for the world title. He lost, but um, he made it to the number, you know, number five um, middleweight in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with a guy named Ishmael Garcia, called him Tito. Um, he made it up to number twenty in the world, still undefeated. Before, um, he kind of retired. Yeah. Um, I have another guy number five in the world, Nicola Perez. Um, um, we went to 10 fight win streak, um, um, fought on HBO Showtime, um, okay. a lot of different places. Um, his name's Nicola Perez. Um, I have two twins, um, um, number, number one in Puerto Rico, number one in Puerto Rico and, uh, the other twin just recently turned pro is undefeated. He's, um, 28 in the, in the, in the United States right now. Okay. So, um. I mean, I worked with a lot, and aside, you know, like um, assisting several other fighters, mm-hmm. um, but the main ones that I trained personally had direct control over the ones I just mentioned. Okay. And and and, and aside from um, Daryl Gars Jr. Yeah. <laughs> he's undefeated. Um, he, he, you know, he's he's, he's um, you know taking ten. I also coached him in track as well. Yeah. And and Paul and 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 basketball so and. Anthony Butler, my nephew, my little godson, mm-hmm. um, guys is, um, but um, a sidebar. But long story short, they, 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 he's a great. Um, um, he's undefeated pro boxer. You know, he's he's doing what um, his number one obligation is right now is to his children and stuff like that. So it kind of took him out of the fold of boxing. But right, um, I think he wants to get back in before it's too late and yeah, and finish it up. But he, he's undefeated. He's uh, just a lot of lot of good athletes in box. Now, did you coach his dad? Yes. Well, I not. I mean, his dad is younger than me. 
but he um um we boxed in the same era. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, you know he's a, under five years under me, but um the fight he 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 um um had boxed in a minute, and and he wanted to just box. And yeah. So when the coach came, um, you know, he was training for the for that one pro fight that he had. He just wanted to have it, and and the coach that was working with him was kind of kind of nervous and hesitant about it. So I, I did train him for that one fight, and okay. but I think that um, you know he lost at Byron, but I think there were several factors that got into it, um, stuff that I normally don't allow, that I don't never allow, you know, like people in the dressing room. And stuff okay. like that. So people came in and 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 adding their, you know, some of the relatives they came in and and tried to coach from the, you know, add other stuff in there that, you know, so I, I didn't think the his mental state was right to to win mm-hmm. at that time. He had too yeah. much. He hadn't boxed in a long time, and it was a different stuff. And I and I and I was kind of upset that that the, that they overstepped their boundaries, and and I feel like they contributed to that. To, to to his loss at that time. Yeah. But um but I did train him for the fight. I think he's um he's a, he was um um a pretty good boxer actually get punched real really really hard. Yeah. Um, abnormally hard. And um you know he, he would have you know I, I think the mil- you know went the military um um and boxed but yeah. as far as being a pro is concerned I think he would have been pretty good had he had he had he decided to go that route. So how did you two team up to do the youth program with the boxing? Oh, he was, um, he was, uh, we worked, worked, worked at the PAL mm-hmm. and, um, and, um, there was a guy at the PAL, um, what happened with the PAL, you know, I had, I, I never intended to open a gym up again. I was kind of disenchanted with coaching. Yeah. Like, Aside from one-on-one stuff, you know, just just it's a different uh, kind of kid out there now. You know, right. you're coaching 10, 20 that kids. That is true. <laughs> so I was like, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. And so there was a guy in the gym. He was he was being very disrespectful, and um, and and um, you know, he, every time I do something, he got something to say, and he didn't know my background on either or. He just kept had something to say. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up leaving the gym. I whispered in his ear um, that what I would do to him. If he <laughs> but um, I said, you know, that you set an example for the kids. So yeah, how you gonna do that? So I ended up. I just left a place called TNT, mm-hmm. and at this simultaneously, um, you know, the pal. Once you're 18, you, you can't box no more, and Coach Dow was was um, you know, he felt like that that wasn't right either to 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 you know a kid you know he spent a lot of time you know a kid maybe a national gold medal champion yeah and, or anything he, and he turned eighteen he can no longer participate in the pal and so he didn't have nowhere to go so we te- right. it was a natural thing for us to team together and 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 open the gym up I'm, I'm very very um uh, uh happy to have him. He's a, he's a loyal friend, mm-hmm. good coach. Um, he's learning. He wants to learn. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a competent coach. He's good, and he's um, um, I'm happy to have him as a, as a as a um, assistant, as a and as a friend. Yeah. So when y'all are coaching the youth, is it like more of a volunteer basis, or are y'all getting oh, without paid? a doubt? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Them little, them little twenty uh, twenty twenty five dollars a month. They they cover lights and water and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but most of that stuff is, you know, you know the gloves and and right heavy bags and stuff like that. We we buy out of our pocket. I don't even really you know what I mean I mean I just I just got a thing with um, um you know right I'm on a recognition of city of violence mm-hmm. and and I don't even really tap into the resources or inquire about the resources that get. I don't know if I'm derelict in my responsibilities by doing that or not, but I do know that that again that when you when you when you're dealing with our people and kids in general, some you, you got to think out the box, and sometimes you, you can't be in a box, and 
Yeah. And we live in a world with, with, with regulations and, and people want to sue people and this kind of stuff that then, you know, you know, you know, you, they, they don't take into consideration the actual needs of a child. Right. And, that, and, that. and sometimes I, I don't, I don't ever want to be, um, 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 stifled by our regulations. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so that's uh, we don't we 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 we'll we'll do what we do. You know what I mean? Cook yeah. burgers or fry some chicken or something, <laughs> and raise some money. Raise some money. If, if, yeah. If, but most of the stuff is God has blessed us. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and we just help kids that way. Yeah. So I know you've received a couple of awards from different organizations, um, from the city. Is there an award that really stood out that you received that, you know, maybe it meant more than others? Uh, hmm, that's deep. Um, <laughs> I was surprised. I really don't, really, I'm not a award guy. I don't mm-hmm. think that, the, I mean, it all feels good to be recognized and stuff like that. But I think the, you know, NAACP was 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 nice um, for business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, the entrepreneur. I mean, when you when you really without tooting your horn or whatever, when you when you carrying people's families on your back, yeah, the entrepreneur is, is, is a daunting responsibility to 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 say that I'm going to take you know my destiny in my own hands. Yeah. And when you have employees, you're saying you're taking their lives and their families' lives in your hand too. Mm-hmm. And to get up every morning and not be uh, deterred or, or uh, be undaunted by by the process is, is, is an amazing thing. So, I mean, you know, I strap, I'm strapping on. You like I'm, you know, you, you know, you seven employees. You know, what I mean, you know, you you making sure that they, you know, you, you know, have different issues with husbands, wives, kids. This yeah. I mean, it's a lot going to that. And I think, uh, um, um, you know, when they look at this, the, the, the business, small business owner to be recognized was, was a major to me. Because, um, um, you know, I, 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 I sat on the uh, Parmesan zone that the Bill Clinton had. I'm the only black on it, federal Parmesan. zone. I've I, I, um, advised and administered several high ranking, you know, highly recognized organizations. Mm-hmm. And to come from a small business background and not being banking and not being all that stuff. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that to me was, was was the kind of validation of of what, you know, what I what I what I stood for as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um the, the most recent one was very dear to me. I was I was um, introduced by my god sister, um, a very dear friend of mine, Jenny Webb, prosecutor. Mm-hmm. She introduced me um, I call Life Worth Living. It's a, it's a fledgling organization. The young brother um, named John Fuqua, and they call him John Willie. He does great work in Cumberland County, and and for them to, you know, say man, I like, you know, they call me Unc. You know, for to to see him, um, you know, to 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 to, to be record like like I'm personally, you know, um, this guy named Will Turner. Um, there's several other people. Most most of the people of the organization I've influenced mentor yeah. coached or something personally and to to see them be one be successful and whatever their career is and two to say i thank you for for your part in that in this in this year yeah um, it was, was 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 to me was major but um most of the time um you when when a when a, a person that you deal with you know they when they really come back and say to you man you're, you you, you, you you did so much for me, whatever, whatever. Usually they're not where you you wanted them to be at. You know, yeah. to see them at the top of their game and doing things positive is, is right. Cause you know, you know, a lot of kids, you know, I get letters from cats from prison and, and get stopped on the street, man. I wish I'd listened to you. You were right. Well, yeah. that to me, that's not no constellation. Right. I knew I was right when I was telling you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, the the, the consolation is 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 if you doing what what we talked about and, and, and took that inspiration and ran with it, 
and became something, you know, valuable to, first to yourself, second to your, your community and family. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the greatest you know, I mean, thing you could get. So Life Worth Living um, is a fledgling organization to do major work, and I appreciate them. Um, that, that, that award that, that kind of stuck out for me. You know what I mean? Because I've been through a lot, you know, different Masonic organizations and, and um, you know, Martin Luther King, NWACP, uh, um, uh, several. I mean, I, some of the organizations I can't think of, I mean, off the top of my head, but I've been a lot. And yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't get the big head. I don't think, I think there's a, the work to do, always going to be work to do. And, and the only person that deserves something like recognition to, to God. Yeah. Where I sit. But I'm, I am thankful. Yeah. Do you know or do you remember, I should say, that we both got that NAACP award at the same ceremony? Do you uh, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got it for being a some student athlete or something, um, and neither of us knew that the other was going to be there. Yeah, and um, yeah, my mom has a picture and everything of us with our awards. Okay, okay. So, so we talking about that um, senator? And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was a long time ago when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I actually um. I'm proud of you, I'm proud of Candace, I'm proud of um, Danielle, of course. Lauren, not Lauren Lockett, I mean, Lauren Lockett too, but um, yeah. uh, J- uh, Jelly, yeah. Angelica. Angelica, mm-hmm. You know, I'm proud of the, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that little town of uh, um, Pratmanville, Pittsburgh Town, so we put out some, 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 some beast. Yeah. I mean, on a, on a state level, Educates, you know, inter, you know, college level international. I mean, college level athletes, and um, and I, 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 I tell everybody, man, that's, um, you know, that's amazing, and and it's also, I think, I think that um, uh, Charlotte school system is good. Yeah. Um, but there's no, it's no coincidence that most of y'all are quasi related, or if not related at all. Yeah, and come from the same kind of cloth, you know, cut from the same cloth. So steel, right. sharp and steel, and and so that's just you know, Shadow can't get all the credit, Rockman right. Bill, and because even and when you look at the kids now, you know, the teams that are successful, we're all tied to at least somebody on one of those teams. You're exactly right. You yeah, know, and you uh, and, you know that's that that's 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 the key. You know, you know how where you live at, you know, the Allen's is a huge family. And mm-hmm. the Bart, you know, Bartiz, the Allens, and then you look at, you know, so more the thing, but 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 the, and the Morgans and mm-hmm. and Reeves, and you know what I mean. So, but the issue is, but the point is though, is that that you know, it's a village, and the village produced a lot of good people who are who are who are who are inspirational to one another. Yeah. By, by what they've done, or by the, the same kind of mentorship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, man, that thing deep. It is. And, you know, when you think about it, um, even past me, I mean, my uncles and, you know, there was plenty of family before me that were doing the same thing Mm -hmm. long before I even was here. So, yep, that line is is serious. Yeah. It's something we can't be ashamed of. And mm-hmm. every successful people on the planet, you know, they they they're tied to their their lineage. Yeah. Somehow we you know we 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 discount that, but that's important because you know you know everybody got a family in their hood that you want to mess with or don't want to be around or whatever the case may be, and, and we readily can acknowledge that. But the family that's doing good and and create success, we act like that's something you got to keep hush us. Yeah, I think it's important. There's a value system. There's a structure to winning. Period. Point blank. There's a there's a structure, and it's not happenstance that you win and be successful. It's it's it's, it's a structure, and you got and can't be afraid to 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 tap into it to to acknowledge it to, and to and to um 
embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. So now to finish up, I want you to tell me how you became a movie star. You got to tell me me the story of how you ended up in a movie recently. Well, um, the the number one reason why is her name is Gail Jasper. Okay. She's a a boxing coach, Mm -hmm. a referee, and a judge, and an official, and and, um, she's had a, a granddaughter who she is the manager of mm-hmm. that attended the same actor school that I attended. And okay. she, um, um, and they kind of looked out since they knew she was in the boxing world and the film was being, the boxing part was being shot in Atlantic City. She mm-hmm. was like, um, they kind of asked her for some advice. And so they, when they, when they, uh, she, she said, department the part of a cut man um and slash trainer she was like i got the brother for you you know what i mean yeah he, he, this is what he do for a living he's a natural at it plus he's a sag actress and you know I, i've been my primarily background was theater um okay. and yeah you know, i worked i did theater and stand-up comedy i was doing stand-up comedy first mm-hmm. on it and then i did then the, the guy wanted me for a part in, in, a, in a play called Crack House. Mm-hmm. And I did a number of sweet waters. We just a couple several different things. But my th- my background was theater. And then I took a couple classes there uh, at Wiesbaden Ryan. And it was in Atlantic City at the time. Moved to Pleasantville. And as a result of the pandemic and subsequently, it's in Galloway Township now, in a new and bigger and better place. She, she, she said, I want y'all to try. They were still trying to to get someone else, mm-hmm. they said, now you got to do him. And so I, they, 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 I came, they all sent my headshots, sent my resume, they, they, they gave me the pot. I was supposed to do, the, the opponent in the movie was Lady Killer. Right. Um, they, I was supposed to be her cut man. Okay. And so what happened was, the gentleman who, who did, played her cut man was getting tattooed up, this and that, and because they don't want you to put no tattoos on. So oh, yeah. And, and so I went downstairs waiting. Mm-hmm. And I, she said, um, well, where are the, the corner man trainers, the cut man for, for at? Like so she said, um, um, or just that, you know, y'all need y'all over here or whatever. I said, um, oh, well, who, um, who cut man? I said, like, you know, which one I go, you know, who's, Say whatever one you want to be. <laughs> so I said, you could be, I could be Holly Berry's cut man. She said, hey. I said, well, dude, I don't want to be, well, I want to right. be her. But I be. So when old boy came down, his, his spot was taken. Yeah. And um, the brother that was, um, um, played the, the, the trainer Pops, Stephen McGinley Henderson. Yeah. He, uh, um, he was like, man, I'm glad to have you on my side, whatever, whatever. We became fast friends. Yeah. Um, we're still cool. Um, Holly was like, I love my corner man, my corner and this and that. A lot of technical advice, a lot of things that that um, um, I was able to help her with, mm-hmm. you know, from a technical standpoint. And, and you know, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of, you know, whoever I talk to, um, we won't have some, we're going to get some kind of relationship. Yeah, so kind of cool, and and the brother's real cool, and um, I'm, I'm uh, so that's how I got the part. The part was based on um, at the behest of Gail um, Jasper. Yeah. So, how come I did not know that you were a SAG actor? Like, <laughs> what? Same way I knew I was gonna be in the movie. I mean, I think that, that I think that, um, I think that you um, I mean, you know, you're doing a lot of extra parts, and and you know. Background and stuff. Some of the stuff is is so so minuscule in terms of visibility. Yeah, you, know, you pay for it. You know, two hundred dollars a day. Yeah, but you may, you know what I mean. But you, you might be in the crowd. You might be standing on the corner. You might be doing something. And so to me, it's like nothing. I mean, you know, it really is it, it, nothing to me. And you know, so I, I there's nothing to talk about. Put it that way. 
Got it. And this, I was like, when I went to work, because I work overnight too, at, as, since the pandemic at U, UPS, mm-hmm. he was like, come here. I was like, well, how you gonna walk past me? You all in the movie, and you ain't standing up. <laughs> and actually, I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but um, it's just like, um, I think that at the stage in the game, um, I used to, you, um, you know, 25, 26, I might have been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 30, I mean, I'm, I'm 60. So it's like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's but at the same time, it, it reignited the passion in me. Um, I'm doing some stuff now in, in, in playing field because New Jersey is the number one uh, filming state in the in the country right now. Oh, okay. Because of the tax credit, yeah, film tax credit. Mm-hmm. It's thirty-five million dollar film tax credit. So it's, it's it's you know you almost they almost paying you to make movies here, right? So yeah. you're going to get some work if you and and you got to be plugged in. And yeah, and and you know back when I was you know I had twins and I had you know two older children, ten years older than that, and you know uh, the responsibilities of fatherhood is um you know kind of overtook you know going to auditions in new york city and right california and places like that i mean i've never i've always been got callbacks and things of that nature but you um you know you know in the profession i mean if you you don't win you uh if you don't land the part you know i mean you you, you, you missed the day right you know, yeah great work and kids gotta eat so i said you know what even even with the comedy, you had to stay. You know, what I mean, you, you know, it just wasn't paying mm-hmm. the kind of money I was making that I needed to to to, to raise my family right. at the time. So now that now that I'm older and and you know I'm set and financially stable, and I can I can I can go for broke. I can stay. I can take a week, two days off, or whatever I need to do to to. Yeah. My craft. I know the the the, the kind of roles um, is, is 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 less because of my age, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's still you know you know I could I could still do whatever I need to do. Yeah. But the, but but the, your question was, I mean, I just never um um you know, and and the other part the reason why yeah, I got to do that Gilbert Soto, Snudgen, and Carlos Arce. Mm-hmm. Um, for violent in a lot of the Law and Orders and in a lot of different scenes, um, West Wing. I mean, so so the the discussion of of the SAG and uh, and at, you know different unions, you know, they merged now, they closed the other one now. But but you know, there's just there's very few people we can talk about with. You know, what I mean? so it really okay. wasn't nothing to you know because okay, SAG, what that mean? So I just, you know, that portion I never talked about with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that it was great. I mean, you didn't tell anybody. Everybody just happened to see you and started posting clips. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I didn't even know that, you know. I know my mom was like, well, it was filmed in Atlantic City. And they probably just went to boxing gyms and found people. (laughs) So... Not really, but they, it was kind of they, they they were trying to get actors and just like Creed and all that stuff. They got a lot of real boxers in it too. I mean, yeah. it definitely have a level of authenticity to it too. Right? Yeah. I think that's great though, and uh, I hope to see you in some more stuff. Uh, thank you. I'm, uh, I, I would love to hope to see me in. The side part of that too is the, the experience of. Uh, you know, people wondering why you, you know, what was it like Holly? Like Holly was 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 busy. Was a professional. Yeah, professional, yeah. Yeah, she's deep, and you know, she was fit. She did about ninety percent of the the fight scenes herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is it? I mean, you know, I'm a businessman at heart, and and you got to think about all the opportunities that was available as, for young people, and you know, um, like you know, like. Uh, the, the 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 one scene that she didn't do there was a um um well there's two there was a lady the same body type 
that stood in the ring interest, mm-hmm. uh, interest of the ring. That was a, she, I don't know how much she got paid, but that's all she, they shot her. No face, okay. no nothing, just a body type. Mm-hmm. Then they had another lady that did the fight scenes. They were similar in stature and similar in color and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know if she got paid, but she did all, she was a stunt double. And, right. And so the people that fit, you know, that, that you know, she made, she, she made it and, and they picked her up out of, out of the, from another movie she did, another, um, she never act, she has no acting experience at all. Okay. And she, they, and she, they saw her and they, and they taught her the fight scenes and, and, and she became in there. She got a movie. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there was a, there's brothers that's behind us, behind the um, scenes that got a lot of work. I was very impressed with a young brother named Rami. Mm-hmm. Um, from, he's from the Black Bottom in West Philly. He was 38 years old. Um, he, he was a producer, executive producer of cinematography. He, there was nothing that went on that he didn't approve. Yeah. And, 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 and to see that, I, had to, I was like more stoked for him than, than Holly. I was like, <laughs> oh, this guy. So I had to, young brother. Let me talk to you, man. I just want to shake your hand and you know, give you a hug, man. Like, cause you know it's inspiring. Yeah. And to see young young black people on the technical end of things, I think, I think that you know we are, you know, we want to be Olympic gold medalists. There's a lot of you mm-hmm. know what I mean, but the longevity is in the coach. Yeah. And 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 and, and the guy behind the camera is going to be able to do that way longer than. And Denzel and and all of them is going to be leads, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was impressive, man. I was like impressed, man. Like this, 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 this knowledge and and the way they respected him. And he ain't had no ego. He wasn't, you know, he was he was humble about yeah. whatever decision he makes. That he said, if he didn't like it, they, you know, what no, no back and forth. It's just we we gonna redo it just like that. I was like, wow, that's that's man, that thing is deep. Yeah. That was, <laughs> so. To me, that was respectful. That was that was experienced, and 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 I was more impressed. I mean, she's a great actor. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. She's a great actor. You know, there's several scenes in which, you know, at the end of the movie where she's where she's crying, they had to shoot that like ten times, going both different directions. And and they, a, they they shot an ending with her with, the, with her winning and an ending with her losing, so that okay, in case there was a breach of. of uh, from the new out of releases, you can't tell, talk about the movie. You can't right. post no pictures, none of that kind of stuff. And so, in case you did leak and try to say she won, you know they have both and you 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 don't even know because you got both. They got she winning and losing. Right. But what one of them? I was like, when you saw me in the ring, tapping like this, she she's mm-hmm. like, she crying, and uh, I'm like, wow, you know. It's a cut. We're gonna do it again, blase, blase. And I said, well, what's she, "I'm gonna see if she cry again." And she, you know, she tears come down. So every single time they and they had to shoot it going to the west, I mean the north, and going to the south, mm-hmm. and both directions. And every time she has to cry, and then she had to do it again for when she won. And right. I was like, wow, on the drop of the dime, them tears. Come rolling out, real tears come rolling out. I'm watching, you know, when I was a kid, I think you, you know, put little drops in there. Not yeah. real tears. And I'm saying, like, the, 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 the level of professionalism and the way she can act, she's a beast. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and at 53, at the time, she was fit as a, tight as a drum and, and she did all the stuff. And to me, that was, you know, it's Holly and more, 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 um, you know, as beautiful as she is, you know. There, that that was more impressive to me than her beauty, her ability yeah. to what she knew about her craft and how fit she was. You know, it's, a, it's a lifetime experience, a yeah. bunch of lifetime experience, a dream come true. Um, I was happy for the, the opportunity and and to see other people and you know young actors and all of that. Yeah. Well, I think that that is a great like culmination of so far of your career, just, you know, you helping people, um, you know, from youth to professionals and we didn't really get into you being a barber, but I feel like the, the most impact that you made, um, 
was just through your relationships with youth. But um, I feel like that was a good ending because obviously you still have more going on after this, but you know, it's, you always pour so much into everybody else and you always put everyone else first from, you know, kids to adults and always want to help people. And someone reached out and helped you get this part. So I feel like that is like almost full circle. Um, Cause I don't want to say full circle as if this is it. Cause I feel as though you are going to get more acting roles, but um yeah, it's like full circle. Mm-hmm. You know, you pour out goodness and goodness comes back to you. That is, I, I think, I think um, the, uh, um, it took me like maybe two weeks to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm saying it was thousands of, of uh, posts or whatever, tags. Yeah. I mean, not just hundreds, thousands. Oh, I believe it. It was like, um, I mean, I speak. And I'm like, and I was saying to myself, and one day I came out, you know, I was coming out of my apartment and I, and I just stopped and I started crying. And, and, yeah. and it, it, the movie is, is, is like, it's, it's, it's secondary mm-hmm. to the, you know, like young people, man, I felt like I was in a movie because of you. Yeah. This and that, and 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 really made me realize, you know, the impact I've had on some people's lives, and 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 when you when you, you know, when you, we never know, you know, like the show you on, mm-hmm. never know who's on, life you're gonna touch, yeah, never know that the smallest, the thing that's that's been said that you can say that that's that's impactful to a person's life that may not see till you're 30. I mean, till they're 30. They might be 10 or they might be 20. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you might, one day you might, somebody going to walk up to you and you don't even know and you're going to say, man, I I, I thank you so much for this guest or this episode or the the words that you said and, 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 and to this movie kind of brought some of that out in ways that I never understood before. I knew I touched people's lives and I knew, and I had discussions in, in, the, in, the, in the bars. I'm like, man, you know, like, like listen, you don't gotta be a, a part of a lot of people's lives, brother. Yeah. And, and then, but what to see it, and this, this to me, that was, that, that's overwhelming. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the, to, to, to Allah, First and foremost, and to all the people who who poured into me mm-hmm. and throughout my life, either directly or by whatever example that they set, because um, you know if, if it don't be for that, and then I don't have the the the, the, the energy or the desire, the drive to be able to carry on and give, right. give you know give it to people that I do that paved the way. But that but that thing is man, that's that that was that's deep, and I was like man, I. I mean, you know, I felt like I was in a movie, and you know what I mean, and 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 to to hear that kind of stuff, I'm proud of you, and 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 you know, just just to know, I mean, I mean, talking about people that 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 normally don't talk to, you know, I'm like, wow, this is deep, this yeah. is deep, man. So I just and 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 and, and again, not to be the dead horse, but you just never know who watching what you do. Yeah. And that's why I said, I mean, I don't think that there is one person in Cumberland County that does not know you. <laughs> I'm serious yeah. Yeah. because, yeah. you know, even our kids, kids are going to know stories about you. And there's always going to be a situation that we where we interacted with you that impacted us, that is going to continue to live on those stories, you know may seem simple to you because you were just being yourself. You were just doing what you always do. But like you said, you don't know how people are going to take it on the receiving end. And I, that's why I said, when you said thousands of people, I'm not surprised at all. Because mm-hmm. you've touched a lot of lives. Yeah, but, but I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it, man, because it, 
because it could be either way, but that's deep. And I, and I, I just say, you know, that, that whew, I was like, wow. I had to shed a tear too, man. I think it was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And good things are going to continue to head your way, I'm sure. I, I, I pray. I pray for that. Yeah. That, well, Hassan, I think that we can go ahead and wrap it up. That was great. I really enjoyed catching up with you and just getting the backstory about a lot of stuff that I didn't know um, and just being able to let you know just how influential you have been in so many people's lives. And I'm glad that you were able to um see how many lives you've impacted because some people don't know that some people don't ever have the opportunity to pretty much at one time have all these people reach out to you um to tell you just how much you mean to them so i'm glad that you were given that opportunity um to hear from so many people yes well thank you so much for having me i wish you the most success that anyone can have. And um, I'll definitely be supporting uh, your endeavors and, and and passing it along to as many people as I can. Thank I you. Think they have something to say. And you got an interesting story in life and accomplishments yourself, accomplishments yourself. And I think that, you know, you know given the time, people will get to know you and, and the authenticity of your work and what you do and so that you can um, you know, impact the lives that you that you aim to impact. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Love you. Love and, you too. Uh, I hope to see you again. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know you were just as inspired as I was after hearing today's guest. And to let us know how we're doing, leave us a review like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from Facebook to YouTube at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. And our website is still the same, theblackgirlblogger.com where you can check out all of our episodes as well. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share it with someone that they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.